As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. John Russell became aware of his psychic abilities around the age of six years old. Started giving psychic readings to friends and family at the age of about 15, and by the age of 18, he was reading professionally. He eventually became internationally known and has more than 45 years of expertise as a professional psychic with a worldwide clientele, and as a paranormal investigator, has witnessed more than 800 supernatural manifestations. A couple of his books include Writing with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead, and a knock in the attic. John, welcome back. Always good talking to you. George, it's great to be back. I appreciate you having me. I love my coast-to-coast family, and it's always great to be here. We always have a lot of fun. Boy, they love you. And the minute I say the phone calls, they start calling an hour before you're even taking calls. It's amazing. Oh, bless their hearts. I appreciate it. Listen, I've gotten so much great feedback from the uh, the little short on-air readings that we've done over my appearances here. And a ton of positive feedback. What have you been up to? Well, I'm still writing on that third book, trying to get that done. <laughs> it's uh, you know I'm pressed for time because of my clients, my reading schedule, and everything, and uh, doing some new paranormal investigations, experiencing some new things, and uh, just uh, you know stay in the course. Good for you. How many hours a day, John, do you devote to the paranormal psychic readings? Uh, you know, it varies, and I have uh, interviews uh, sometimes during the day, especially on English podcasts. Uh, their, their evening time may be my one in the afternoon, two in the afternoon, something like that. So sometimes I have interviews scheduled during the day. Uh, I have my readings, working on my book, have some other obligations and some other things I do for clients. So I stay busy. These 800-plus supernatural manifestations that you've witnessed, yeah. What is one that just was something you'll never forget? Oh, boy. One of the things was when I was a kid, 
uh, my mother and I had gone to visit this uh, this family that we knew, and we went there uh, late in the afternoon. And this was a, a typical West Texas summer day, and the car we had didn't have air conditioning, so oh. we left the windows rolled down. Yeah, it was like like breathing in a pizza oven. So uh, we got there, and we parked facing the east on the wrong side of the street, and toward the east across the house, or across the block, rather, from these people's house was a vacant lot. And it had some mesquite trees and cactus and a bunch of dry, um, like, grass and things in it, tall grass. Uh, This was during a a typical Texas summer, and we were in a drought, and it was really hot. And that plays into the story, as you'll see. So uh, we visited, and... uh, Come about the uh, earliest stage of twilight where you'd really need your lights on to drive. We left, said good night, and they turned the porch light on. We walked down to the car, and my mother and I got in the car. And she started the car up, and I looked up and I said, Look. And I didn't need to say look because it was so obvious. And falling toward that vacant lot that was right across the street was this five pointed star. A pentagram. Now, everybody mm. knows that stars aren't <laughs> star-shaped, right. like we draw in grade school, you know. Uh, our sun is a star. They're round objects, you know. But uh, this, about the size of uh, the side of a house, a one-story house, and it looked to be about a foot thick. It was flat, and it was glowing. It was yellow, and it kind of trailed a little phosphorus trail as it went that kind of disappeared as it fell. And it fell almost just like in slow motion in front of us. And my mother was just terrified. She was like, lock the doors and roll up the windows, lock the doors and roll up the windows. And I was like, let's get out and see what this thing is. And it fell into that vacant lot. My mother started to speed off, and I said, well, wait a minute. I said, whatever this thing is, what if it sets that lot on fire? Won't our friends be in danger, and shouldn't we wait and see what happens in case we need to you know, tell them that, that it's on fire, call the fire department or whatever. She said, well, I guess. So we watched it fall down in among the trees, and then just kind of the glow kind of went in upon itself, and it just winked out. And uh, my mother took off like a bat out of hell, and I asked her questions she couldn't answer, and <laughs> that's one of the most amazing memories I have to this day. Tell me about this episode that happened when you were six. How did you get these abilities? Or You probably already had them, but how did you become aware at six? Well, they became awakened. I had um, I was lying in bed one night, and I was sound asleep, and this elderly black ghost <laughs> came and woke me up. I didn't know that he woke me up. I was just suddenly wide awake for no reason. My parents had left a nightlight on down the hall. And I raised up on my, my elbows, looked around my room, I guess about 1 or 2 in the morning, and there was this elderly black gentleman peering at me from around the doorway, and I screamed bloody murder because we didn't have anyone living with us. I presumed an intruder had entered the home. And as I screamed, he walked around the doorway, walked down the hall, started walking toward my bedroom. I can tell you what he wore. I can tell you what he looked like. I knew he was elderly because he had close-cropped white hair and a white mustache. And he was every bit as solid as you or I. He wasn't translucent. He wasn't transparent. He was absolutely, totally, completely solid. And I screamed again, and as my parents came running, he began to vanish then. And I realized I had just seen my first ghost. And he came to open up the portal to these paranormal experiences. At the time, as a child, I couldn't have articulated it, but I 
I knew it was important. Mm-hmm. I knew there had to be a reason for that. And he wasn't there to scare you, was he? He wasn't there to scare me. He was just there to open up that portal and to, I think, also to activate my psychic gift in the process. And then I became aware of that when I was about age of six. And I was out in the backyard playing with a toy, and this car pulled in the driveway, and there were people that I didn't know. So I ran inside the house to get my parents, and I said, there's somebody in the driveway, and they, I, I don't know who this is. And I said, okay, we'll come out and see. So they came out, and I said, oh, these are friends of ours. And I'd never met these people, so so I didn't know them. So they got out of the car. They were standing there on the sidewalk before they went in the house and just kind of you know, making small talk. And I walked up to these people, and I said, you guys have just been on vacation. And I said, you drove that car that's in the driveway, and you have two kids. They're not with you today, but you've got two kids, and you took them with you on this vacation. And you stayed at this hotel that had this appearance that looked like this, and blah, blah, blah. And they were both bug-eyed, but the lady, I'll never forget, the lady was looking at me like I had cobras coming out of my head. (laughs) She she was bug-eyed, and her mouth was agape. And she looked at my parents and she said, how the hell could he possibly know that? And my parents didn't know how to answer. And my mother finally stammered out, you know, well, kids and their imaginations. And she goes, no, there's no way kids and their imaginations explain this. She said, we just went on vacation. That's what we were coming to tell you today was about this vacation. We took our car. We took our two kids with us. We stayed at this hotel that looked exactly like John described. How the hell could he possibly know that? And so that's when I discovered that I had the ability to see into people's lives. Uh, eventually, I learned that I could predict their futures accurately, uh, and the gift developed from there. Does it ever exhaust you, John, when you do readings? It doesn't. It energizes me. And uh, and that's a good thing, because I've been very, very busy over the years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it's no, it's, it's always very energizing, it, connecting with the other side, and channeling that energy through me for a, for a client, it's very, very energizing. Did the spirits ever scare you? That was the only time, was, um, was when the, the elderly black ghost uh, scared me. And the only but reason he wasn't there to scare you. He wasn't there to scare me, but I presumed that an intruder had come in the house. You know, I was only like five and a half, something like that. Right, and, right. And so it was uh, kind of scary to see this person I didn't know walking around in, in the flesh and in the... Uh, and the house, but since that time, I've never experienced anything that scared me. Now, I've been startled, but I've never been scared. Several months from now, it'll be Christmas time again, and I keep thinking of the original Christmas Carol black and white movie with yeah. Scrooge and the spirits that joined him, all those different kinds of spirits. You remember that movie, John? I do remember that movie. One of my favorite, and I love it. I try and watch it every year when I can get it. Are those kinds of spirits real? Do they happen to people sometimes? Yes, they do. Absolutely. There are spirits, um, and it may not be the ghost of, of anyone deceased. It may be some other intelligence, some other entity that comes to us to give us insight, to give us guidance, to give us reproof, uh, to give us protection. So absolutely, that's a real scenario. What happens in the paranormal world that has created such a uproar of people talking about ghosts and the paranormal. It seems to be at a a record right now. More people are talking about this than ever. What's, what is happening? Well, you know, I think that we have these, these periodic times of kind of awakening or closeness to the other side that um, 
you know, and, and it ebbs and flows. If you look back through the history of the paranormal, particularly in our lifetimes, there are times it's more popular or more talked about or more well-known than other times. I remember back during the uh, the talk show heyday, and they would have all these psychics on, and they would have all, you know, all these paranormal demonstrations and things, and then that kind of waned and went away. And uh, so it does go up and down, and I think the reason it goes up and down is because the other side has particular reasons to come through, to guide us, to help us, to communicate with us, and particularly when we're going through difficult times like we are right now. We have all these pandemics. We have the inflation. We have the, the monetary crisis. We have all these other things. These wars. Wars. And the other side tries to get through to us, tries to come through to us to help us, comfort us, guide us, and give us some tools and techniques to cope with these things and hopefully to try and reverse some of these things. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When people come to you for help, when they come to you for a reading, what do they want to know primarily? You know, it's funny, George. Primarily, it's, it's the same questions. Uh, my job, my career, money, health. Relationship. Love life, relationships. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. And it was so funny because when 9-11 happened, I was expecting to get all these calls of, is this it? Is the world coming to an end? Right, you know? right. is, is this the apocalypse? And nothing. It was all status quo. It was all, you know, is my, my cheating boyfriend going to come back and straighten up? And, you know, how are my finances and how are my health? And how is my health? And, and it was just business as usual. And when COVID happened, I expected a flurry of calls of like, oh, God, is this a pandemic that ends the world or is it? Nope, nothing. It was all, all business as usual. 
That's an interesting take, and we'll find out when we take calls next hour with you. But uh, I would assume that uh, that formula will stay the same, huh? <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> You've looked at Skinwalker Ranch. Tell us about yeah. your thoughts. You know, what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch is a a visible indicator of what happens all over the planet. But I think that, uh, you know, because you focus on an area, you help to amplify whatever's manifested there to begin with. And as far as, um, you know, the veracity of everything that's going on there, I mean, all you have to do is go back and very carefully watch all the episodes from the beginning, and you will see that they are capturing absolutely uh, indisputable proof that there is UFO activity there. They've caught it on camera repeatedly. That there is paranormal activity there. They've caught that on camera repeatedly. And um, I watched an interview with Brandon just the other day where he was talking about some of the the behind-the-scenes things that go on and some of the things that don't make the camera. And the reason for that is that the History Channel decides that some of that may be unsuitable for people, maybe perhaps it's a little too intense or too too scary or whatever. Yeah, too much. So so we're not even seeing the full story of everything that happens out there. It's located out there in Utah, and one of my colleagues, George Knapp, of course, uh, has Mm -hmm. written a book about the Skinwalker Ranch. There's, There's something weird going on out there, to be sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, part of discovering everything that's going on there, again, you have to send in reliable, vetted psychics, mediums, shamans, whatever. You have to send in the people that can communicate with these intelligences. Uh, Science can tell you that something is happening. Science can tell you something is going on, but they can't tell you who's doing it or why they're doing it. And that's why you have to marry science and the paranormal together to really get to the bottom of something like that. Psychic attacks, what do they mean to you? Well, you know, psychic attacks do happen. Um, I think that when there is a a large group or maybe a very powerful person that expresses um, a hatred or a dislike or a negative intent towards someone, that can affect you. Uh, there's uh, there's steps to take to overcome that, to protect yourself from that. But you have to look at any great body of negativity in the world, whether it's coming from people or whether it's coming from nature. There are certain negative things in nature that we have to be aware of and deal with. And those things do happen, but like I say, there are ways to protect yourself from it, take care of that. Now, like on Skinwalker, there have been people there that have been the victim of apparent attacks, and I think that it's really, some of it is just like with Travis, when the first thing happened with him, I think he was kind of targeted, and I think the reason he was targeted was, okay, you don't believe, you're going to believe now. And I think the other side may kind of manhandle us that way periodically. And as far as some of the other people that have experiences there, negative experiences or get sick or things happen, Um, It's been my experience over the years. Now, I can go into virtually any environment in a paranormal investigation and be okay, but it's been my experience that some other people react negatively to whatever energies are there. And they may not be malevolent energies. They may not be uh, dangerous energies. The person just individually cannot respond 
in a positive way to those energies. And so it may make them elder, it may make them dizzy, it may make them sick, whatever. And so we have to realize that, that it may not be a malevolent attack. It just may be, you know, the um, like people sit in the car with a uh, with the bass going so loud you can hear it from half a mile away, and they're okay. And it drives by my house and drives me crazy. <laughs> it, it literally produces a physical reaction in me. Shakes the and windows so it, and doors, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it literally produces a, a distasteful physical reaction in me, a negative physical reaction in me. So... Likewise, there are people that can, you know, interact with certain paranormal energies and certain people can't. John Russell with us. His websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com. His books include Writing with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead, and A Knock in the Attic. I like that title, by the way, A Knock Thank in you. the Attic. Thank you. Yeah, that, that title is uh, is actually relevant to one of the stories in the book, so... Readers will get a kick out of that. They'll they'll discover the meaning for the title of Knock in the Attic. What is, in your opinion, lemon magic? Oh, this is good. This is and I write about this um in my third book, which hopefully will be out around the end of October, I hope. It's called Twenty Ways to Increase Your Psychic Abilities. A little preview here. And yeah, a little preview. One of the chapters is actually devoted to lemon magic. And lemon magic goes back a ways and a lot of times it was used in uh, various types of spell casting or even cursing. And what I do is tell readers how to use the lemon to use it as a protective manner in a protective way. And there's a, a longer ritual that I get into in the book. But the um, the simple thing that listeners can do right now is go to the supermarket, get some lemons, and you don't have to bring them home and wash them. You don't have to cut them up. You don't have to put salt on them. You don't have to cleanse them. You don't have to put them through incense, pure fire, or anything. Just take them as they are as they come out of the the um, supermarket, and place those in in different rooms in the house. And you may, uh, as you're holding the lemon, you can you can realize you can transmit to this lemon. Say, you know, absorb the negative energies in this home. And, you know, keep help me keep the energies positive here. And you just set those lemons there in various rooms in the house. And if you see one of the lemons begin to mold, begin to turn black, uh, any kind of strange, weird phenomenon or anything on it, then you'll know that it's doing its job of absorbing these negative energies in your home. Is it primarily and, the lemon that does this? Yeah. And you... When it when that happens, then you get rid of that lemon, you throw it in the trash, take it out, and put another lemon in its place. And as long as the lemons are healthy, you know, everything's fine when they start. If there's one particular room in your house that every lemon you put in there, it immediately starts getting black or going south or developing mold or whatever, and you have to constantly keep replacing it, then that's a room in your house you'll know you need to do some additional cleansing. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.